1: hello thank you for going to the les schwab tires. Tires. i don't know hello we appreciate you going to the les schwab, les schwab. why it's can't like you vive, say tires vive cluco it's the same just thing. say tires uh wh- where did we
2: pick up from hi uh, everyone
1: you're listening to the center in the saint podcast
2: i'm luke anderson i'm will darkins well, and this is sponsored by les schwab tires is that right i think so okay yep enjoy Doing the right thing since 1952.
1: saturday kids thanks for joining us excited about hot world cup action will hot dripping Ah. wet whoa world cup action moist world cup action oh god swampy
2: moist hot you might want to bring an inspector out to check for mold
1: yeah you're gonna want to get that uh Cause it's wet. You're gonna want to get that crawl space checked for moisture. With this hot <laughs> World Cup action that we got, <laughs> steamy. Should we start? We don't normally do this. Should we start with our poll? Sure.
2: We can do. No, no, we didn't do we that poll.
1: We didn't. I don't think we did that one. No, let's not do that. My question to you was over under thirty seconds. Ooh. Sex? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Over under 30 seconds of live World Cup action. Have you watched uh, over under 30 seconds?
2: Now, live World Cup action, you're going to get well under on that. In fact, you might even get into the negative. Uh, I've Is that actually, possible? Is yeah, it possible to watch it could negative? Be. Yeah, it could because the, I've tried to at least avoid it. Oh, you've a- been actively avoiding. Yeah, if the I World even Cup. can sense that while I'm watching ESPN or Sports Center, it's going to happen, I just turn the channel. Within the first minute, I just kind of know it's coming and I just change the channel
1: clammy cold sweats and and run the other direction yep see i won't go that far but i have not sought it out and i haven't had any trouble
2: avoiding it well i'll tell you what uh, has made me avoid it is uh landon donovan just being horribly unpatriotic
1: well no he's being very patriotic to mexico
2: oh that's not patriotic somebody kick him out kick him out of the country i don't want him anymore i like that you use kick 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 yeah, get him out of there. I'm tired like- of that crap. He's going to root for Mexico? Hey, I've got uh, I've got plenty of
1: reasons to get you excited about the World Cup and here's the best part. Yeah. None of them have to do with actual play on the field. Oh,
2: thank God. Yeah,
1: we'll get to those in the second hour cuz I, I couldn't
2: think- even tell you what a forward is. What? That's apparently a position on a soccer field. Well, sure, but if if you
1: I can't even tell you. You're I, dope. I don't know what they do. They're the ones that are in the forward most position. Obviously. In relation to what? The, the field? The- The backfield. I don't even play on a field. It's a pitch. I play matches, not games. Is that true? I don't know. I care. We still call it soccer. It's football everywhere else in the world. Our football has one guy that kicks. Well, two guys that kick and everybody hates them.
2: Well, technically one guy. The other one punts.
1: Fair enough. Still kicks. It's a kick. Punt is a type of kick. Which, by the way... All kicks are punts, but not all
2: punts are kicks. Like, all punts are kicks, but not all kicks are punts. In relation to outside anything football, you never really punt anything, do you? No, I mean, I guess the goalies
1: punt in soccer, don't they? I mean, well, they... hold on
2: a second. I mean, like, real life. Like, whenever somebody tells me that, like, hey, I kicked something or I got so mad I kicked it, like, you never hear them say, I punted something. Yeah, like, I punted my trash can across the room. I was so livid. Yeah, I was so pissed off. I, Just picked my trash can up and... Punted it. Got three steps forward and punted that thing. Yeah. Got it within the five. (laughs) Hit that coffin corner. My kid wouldn't shut up. Picked him up and punted him. I don't think you're supposed to punt people. Right out the window. That's terrible. Goodbye. That's awful. So.
1: (laughs) All right. um, So. We have many fans that listen to this show for one reason, one reason only. Uh, This is where you get all of the sports that you need to know about for the entire week. We are their only lifeline to the sporting world. And so, as a promise to those listeners, we are bringing them all the news that is news about sports from this week in a segment we call In Case You Missed It. (laughs) In case you missed it In a Wells Fargo World Cup campaign Landon Donovan is photographed Holding a scarf that reads My other team is Mexico Ah. For all the news you don't know uh, Mexico is one of U.S. soccer's biggest rivals But here's the good thing about Landon Donovan's ad Is uh, not only are our current players terrible And we don't have to root for them So are our past players (laughs) Thank you. In case you missed it, the 16 athletes that will pose for ESPN's body issue were revealed this week. And I'm sorry to report that one more year without John Daly. You got Greg Norman, though. You do have Greg Norman. I know that you're very excited about it. Dude, he is hot. Yeah. How the hell do you stay in that good of shape? Uh, he's a multi-millionaire. Uh,
2: and then he just lives and works on his ranch. It's not that oh, hard. What you think? He, that you think ranching gave him that body? Because I mean, he's cut. Yeah, I don't. I don't know.
1: Good genes. I'm he's gonna get steroids.
2: So I'm gonna get steroids and a really good, even uh, healthy wash diet of um of creatine. Sure, and then a personal chef and all the leisure time you
1: want in the world to go and. And sharks. Hang out on your ranch. And sharks. In case you missed it this week, Ichiro donned a fake mustache and snuck into the dugout to sit illegally with the Mariners player on the bench and watch his old teammates play the Yankees on Thursday. Yeah. This uh, proves my theory that Tom Selleck's Mr. Baseball is a classic in Japan.
2: hey You see that mustache? It was a little full for... Uh, for Ichiro. He, he's, he looked awesome, dude. <laughs> it's a pretty good I photo. loved it. Now, I got to say, if I saw Ichiro, mustache, uh, hoodie, sunglasses walking down the street, like the same way I was walking opposite, I'm going to the other side. Because oh, yeah. he looked sketch as hell.
1: He looked ominous. There's no question about Super it.
2: Super sketch. Like he would sell you rolled up cigarettes.
1: Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it this week. <laughs> Uh, LeVar Ball's JBA Basketball League started. Don't feel bad if you missed it. So did everyone else.
2: Ah. <sighs> Low-hanging fruit. Well, pretty easy. Did you see that uh, they're not going to invite um, Lamas to their summer camp? Or Lamello or whatever Le the hell Angelo. the kids. Yeah, LeAngelo.
1: LaMelo's Le, Le the one that plays. Lamello is the 12-year-old. LaCosco. La LaCosco. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, who, who would invite him? I don't know. The Warriors, didn't the Warriors work him out too? A bunch of people worked him out. Nobody drafted him. Uh, In case you missed it this week, the Jersey of J.R. Smith that was worn in game one of the NBA finals, that uh, famous loss where he forgot the score was sold at auction for $23,548. Bigger mistake forgetting the score in game one of the NBA finals or spending $23,000 on a J.R. Smith jersey. (laughs)
2: I don't see how that went so for so much.
1: I don't know. And is this value going to go up on that? Oh, yeah. Remember that guy? Like, where's the Chris Webber timeout jersey? Is that worth a lot of money right now?
2: Yeah. I See, the thing is, I don't know if that story will really stick with his career all that much. Yeah, a little. Because it was a mistake, but it was kind of a muddled mistake. It's not like that really lost them the game.
1: Well, and it didn't lose them the series because they got house the rest of the way. But yeah. if if LeBron really did break his hand because of that. Should have probably done it on J.R. Smith's face. Well, where's the whiteboard? Yeah, that's what I want to see. Yeah, I'd I'd buy buy the the whiteboard. whiteboard. I'd I'd, I'd spend more for the whiteboard than the jersey for sure. Oh hell yeah, I'd pay a bunch for that whiteboard. Frame it, put it up. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd use it to put my grocery list up and walk around. Um, Did you see that Terrell Terrell Owens is working out at his uh, NFL comeback? Oh, oh yeah. He posted this week on Instagram, a video of him running a four, four, three, 40 yard dash. That's fast. Yeah. There were many skeptics saying that this isn't an actual time and it was hand timed by his trainers, but maybe I'm gullible. But when I had to video, it looked, the time looked right to me. It was the distance that he cheated on. (laughs)
2: 36 yard dash. I get it. Did you see the video? Yeah. That um. <laughs> cough. Uh, yeah. It's obviously a fake. Yeah. There's no way in hell that guy's running a 4 4. He's a freak, but yeah, he's no, 44 he's, years old. No, on, he, he's not of. running a friggin' 4 4. Okay. If T.O. really was running a 4 4, then I, me as a team, I would just say, okay. I want you to come work out for us. First thing he does when we when he gets to the field, I go run a forty. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not even sending you through. I mean, you can warm up all you want. We're not doing any drills or anything until you run a forty. And I'll even give you the benefit of the doubt if you run something like a, a four, four five, six, or like a four five one. If he runs a four six, I'm still kind of like, eh. Yeah. If you run a four five one, I'll go. Okay, fair. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. See, is somebody gonna try him out?
1: Would you try him out? No. Bring him into camp. No, God, no. <laughs> Maybe if I was
2: the Dolphins, because who cares? There you go.
1: Finally, in case you missed it, Thursday night was the NBA draft. Your Portland Trail Blazers used their first-round pick to select 6'3", 180-pound guard, Anthony Simons. Neil O'Shea is collecting 6'3", guards like if he gets them all, he wins a prize. Neil O'Shea is collecting 6'3", guards like I collected Blazers Dairy Queen glasses. Neal O'Shea is collecting 6-3 guards like Will Darkens collects Beanie Babies. Yeah. Neal O'Shea is collecting 6-3 guards like Joel Embiid collects Twitter beefs. No? Nothing on that one. What was the last one? Neal O'Shea is collecting 6-3 <laughs> guards like Joel Embiid collects Twitter beefs. That's fair. Neal O'Shea is collecting 6-3 guards like Jameis Winston is collecting conduct investigations. Oof i would to be careful with the wording yeah. of on that one.
2: Well, better be careful with just his name. I thought you were going to say something else.
1: I went with conduct investigations, because that's what's going on right now. I think now. we know what you meant. Neil O'Shea is collecting six, three guards like Derek Jeter collected STDs. I like that one. Neil O'Shea is collecting gu- six, three guards like Greg Norman is collecting letters that start with, I'm not gay, but...
2: True fact, uh, Derek Jeter gave... Um, I think it was... Uh, What's her face? Herpes. Yes, it was definitely what's her face. Yeah, there's no question well, that that's a face? person. What's her face? She was in um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, Jessica Alba. And that's yeah. the joke that we went with. That's where it came from. Well, but you didn't say Alba.
1: I didn't need to say Alba. He collected. Uh,
2: is whatever. that is that really like well known? I thought that was kind of like a underground. Like, I, hey, it's a fact. I was
1: before before I. Uh, before I put the joke in there, what I did was I just uh, searched Derek Jeter STDs and there was about 40 stories. Anyways, Uh, also in the draft, the Blazers selected 6'6", Gary Trent Jr., and that's where we'll start NBA draft. And why Will thinks that Neil O'Shea won the NBA draft? Again, that is next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. For any draft analysis, I feel like we need to put in a disclaimer that states obviously no one has any idea how this draft will turn out. You don't have to look much further back in the Blazers draft history than last year when I think everybody was upset with the Zach Collins pick. And then by the end of the year, I think everybody kind of muted those uh, feelings as Zach Collins became a fairly decent contributor. I mean, it was a lot of talk about how Caleb Swanigan was going to be the guy that would actually be the one playing. But by the end of the year, when a team was looking at, you know, securing a three spot in the Western Conference, Zach Collins was a contributor on that team. And he was able to, you know, kind of stretch his range, make some three-pointers. He was effective on defense. Not saying he was, you know, a world beater by any stretch of the imagination. He wasn't in the running for rookie of the year. But I think most people would agree that he was a little bit better, certainly in year one, than people expected. With that being said, the Blazers have made two picks here and overwhelmingly the pundits kind of scoff at this draft as stupid, disappointing, oh. a reach, stupid. stupid.
2: There you go. Stupid. Yeah.
1: No, I mean well, you really said it. I didn't really need to go there, but well, you could go there a couple times. 55305 is the FanTax line. Let us know what you think of the Blazers draft and I know it's you know, a couple days out. So maybe some of the initial emotion has kind of worn off and you get into analysis. Uh, Will, I'll let you start it off since you are our draft expert insider, outsider, upside downer. What did you think of the two picks? Hell of a resume.
2: Yeah. Uh, I didn't really care for the two picks and there wouldn't have changed my mind either way for the two picks because I've said this ever since the season ended. In a four-zero sweep in the playoffs in the first round to a seventh seed team, sixth seed, sixth seed team, doesn't matter. Nothing really matters at this point. Nothing. nothing no, really. no, no. Nothing will really matter until you can move someone like CJ and some cash and go get a bigger free agent or make a huge move because they're stagnant. Nothing will change with these two draft picks. Anthony, what's his face? Simons. Anthony Simons, the IMG Academy. That's if right. If you had watched the an None and Done. Yeah, he did an interview where he goes, "Well, i really like this place better than doing one year of college because, well, they allowed me to do other kind of stuff that wouldn't have had me in class, like, uh, you know, meditation and stuff." And yoga. And yoga. Okay, yeah, dude, I watched his film. He looks okay. Yeah, he looks okay to the point that he is what, 19 years old. 19 year old, six foot three, athletic. God, that pretty sounds good. familiar.
1: Who else plays against IMG Academy? That
2: was the other thing that better I Notre Dame prep. I saw Liz. There was one team.
1: Well, sure. But again, who who are the kids, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's not not the other teams necessarily that I'm concerned about. It's what's the level of competition there. I mean, people people are skeptical about Luka Doncic because he played, you know, in the European championships and for a Spanish league. Well, he won championships
2: in both of those. Well, and it's also considered the second-best league in the world. And he did it since he was a teenager. So. Since, he was 50, a teenager. Yeah. He since he
1: was 15. He's still a teenager. Yeah. Since he was 15, he's been playing professional basketball. But people are questioning the level of competition over there. Who the hell does
2: IMG play against? Well, I think the bigger thing to look at is how does his talent really stack up in a pure sense? Because those same questions were brought upon Damian Lillard, right? I mean— he was playing in what kind of league? I mean, was it Division One? Could they get into the tournament? I don't know. Hello? Dial tone? Can they get into the tournament? Yeah. IMG? No. Uh, Damian
1: Lillard. Where did he go again? Oh, Weber State. Weber State. Could Weber State even get into the tournament? No, Weber State was terrible. Yes. But he played four years of college basketball versus one year at an academy.
2: Well, I guess what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, the type of competition that Damian Lillard went up against at Weber State and. In- the teams that they played, I'm going to guess it wasn't the best. And, yeah, he was there for four years, but you could have made that same argument. Now, Damian Lillard, obviously, when you looked at him in workouts and on tape, looked like a pure point guard, a pure shooting and scoring point guard. So you felt a little better about it. When I look at this guy, it doesn't look so much. It looks like a really big project. It looks like I'm going to have to wait for about three to four years to see if anything results from it. Well, CJ took, what, three years to develop? Sure. We didn't really have a
1: position with when Wes Matthews was here. There wasn't right. a spot for him. And that's the same thing that's going on right now with Anthony Simons. There's not going to be a spot for him. Now their other pick, Gary Trent Jr., some people say is the most NBA ready shooter, but doesn't play any defense. And so now you've got a guy that can come in, I guess, and contribute as a rotational player. So you wonder if How many th- guards do we have? Right now, twelve. <laughs> Well, we have we have one wing, we have eighteen guards, and we have nine bigs. Eighteen guards. Yeah, I mean, right? It's a Hell of a roster. Well, and and your your wing is Alfru Caminu, and uh, Evan Turner, Mo Harkless, maybe. All right, I guess he's technically a wing. No, I don't think that. But Evan Turner plays guard. Mo Harkless plays the four. I mean, it's
2: it, it's stupid, it, and it comes back to my major point here. It's stupid. None of this matters. None of this will matter <laughs> until you move one of the big two. If you can move CJ, and I've said this, I don't think it's seriously out of the realistic if you were able to package CJ and a pick for Kawhi Leonard for one year. Do it as a rental? Yes, do it as a rental and convince him. Have him play with Damian Lillard and make it so that he's in a culture where all it is is about basketball, right? This is a guy who does not want attention brought on him. Hell, this whole thing he's having right now with the Spurs and with Greg Popovich, he's speaking through his uncle. He doesn't want any of the attention.
1: And CJ McCollum for Kawhi Leonard. If you're you're San Antonio, would you take that? Hell yeah. What else are you going to get? You're not taking
2: what the Lakers are giving you.
1: Listen, they don't want to trade Kawhi. They're, every, every story that comes out of San Antonio is how they're pleading and begging, and they've got David Robinson now as an ambassador coming in and talking to Kawhi, and and I think all they want to do is sit down with this guy and they want to get him to stay. I think that's the best solution for for San Antonio. But, but again, just these wacky, harebrained trade schemes, are you going to get equal value if you trade CJ, or are you going to get a position of need? And that's wing. And in the NBA, I don't know that there's this overwhelming majority of these guys that can be your second scorer from the wing position you just don't see a lot of them in the NBA you need somebody that can guard Kevin Durant and score who's that guy
2: LeBron James
1: <laughs> but you know what You know, yeah. see what I'm saying it's yeah. like everybody wants a wing to go out there and compete with the best but I mean Paul George Kawhi Leonard
2: forgot to put JJ Reddick on there <laughs> JJ
1: Redick, not exactly a wing, but there's so many guards. I mean, even if you look at this draft and you look at all the guys that have the point guard position and then you have all these seven footers, which half of them are going to be busts anyways. It's there's not a whole lot of wing players that are great established veterans. You just go out and you're like a kid in the candy store. It's a very difficult proposition to go out and get somebody that can, you know score 12 points a game and guard Kevin Durant. It's just not there. And again, if you're looking to beat the warriors, which is what you have to do in the Western conference, I don't know what the move you make is. And Neil O'Shea will try to defend the move saying that as far as upside goes, Anthony Simons has as much upside as anybody that was available there. Well, he said more upside than anybody that was available at that draft position. But I don't think that was plan A going in was to use that pick. I'm guessing that the Blazers went out and tried to make moves. And this is just a guess. And and I think Neil O'Shea alluded to it. But I think you get in there and you start talking with people, everybody's in the same predicament as the Blazers right now. Certainly the playoff teams or anybody with late round draft picks. No matter how good you make your team, what are you going to do to beat the Warriors
2: right now? Five five three zero five. He'll give them Nurk and CJ. Anything to get rid of Nurk. People want to get rid of Nurk too. It's kind of dead money. We've got another one. Still
1: hate Collins. Worse numbers than Myers. I hate that Olshay is picking players who will be coming into their own after Lillard's prime. That's from Brent.
2: What an amazing draft. Many amazing talent. They need to work on their D a little bit. Very exciting futures. You don't have to read all the text. Why can't I read some of them? Well, that one didn't. What's, what's the point of that one? I don't know. What kind of like the grammar. What would you get the takeaway from that? What an amazing draft. Many amazing talents.
1: <laughs> uh, See, he, but the other one here, like Gary Trent is a good replacement for Turner. If they can move Turner, Trent can shoot. They're, you're not moving Evan Turner. Nobody wants his contract.
2: No, no, they're not moving anything. I, again, this just all goes back to they're not moving anything. They're not going to do anything. I mean, you're completely right. Neil Lushay just basically came out and in a very spinny way said, Hey, I tried. Should, I
1: couldn't do it, so I, I took this kid.
2: Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> I tried. Listen, I gave it my best. Yeah, but you still have to save face. It's like, but but there were no real big moves. Well, it wasn't the like, only big move you can make is moving CJ along with something. That's sure. it. You're not going to move Damian Lillard. You can't. He's the face of the franchise. He's ingrained himself in. If you move Damian Lillard, you don't have a franchise. You just don't. You become a lost team, like the Nuggets are right now. They're, they're kind of lost. Well, they they're Will Barton. They're kind of good, I Michael, guess. Michael Porter I don't James. know. I, I, I just look at this team and I say, look, if you really want to make a big difference and you're coming up on Dame's prime because Dame's going to be 30 here soon, and that's when he's in the thick of it. I mean, every NBA player, unless you're LeBron James after the age of 33, you start to kind of get worse. Yeah. And so if you got this three-year window right now and you have an opportunity like cough, cough, Kawhi Leonard for one year that you could possibly make a run into Western conference finals with the roster that you have now adding Kawhi Leonard to it, get CJ out of there. Okay. But why wouldn't you try it? Why you're going to get fired anyway in a year.
1: Well, let's, let's, let's say, you're, let's say you're a team with a great point guard, okay. uh, a point guard that can go out and he can score and he can pass and he can rebound. He can do everything that you need on the field. Let's say he's a triple double machine and you can go out and add a guy like Oh, I don't know, Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. This that would do interesting.
2: it. Interesting. This sounds. I I don't know where I've heard this.
1: It happened. It's again. It's not that. I, I think everybody thinks that there's a magic bullet out there, and it's like if you could just go and get your get your hand on a couple great veteran presents, a couple perennial All Stars. It's like this team is going to be great. And we talked about this all last summer. The begging and pleading for Carmelo Anthony to come and save our team. It's, Photoshop. It's just not easy and i think there's very similar cop uh conversations happening in 28 other cities the one team that's not worried right now about it is the golden state warriors and everybody else is going how do we beat them there's a lot of teams that are terrible I'd argue
2: also the celtics i suppose
1: i mean the celtics have two guys coming back i guess that that they'll be able to see what this team actually and is. and the sixers
2: maybe i mean their roster's pretty much filled out uh, yeah but i don't know i mean you just hate on the sixers
1: the Sixers can very easily go through this little run and not make win a championship. I mean, the idea that they're guaranteed a title in the next decade because they've got two young stars on that team—I I don't I think just anyone, don't anyone it.
2: said that. I think it's no, just—it's a process. You know, you oh. got to wait and see what happens.
1: Yeah, you're an idiot you no, you're trying to do bait me into that. Uh, oh, hey, yeah. The, oh, I'm going to get mad at the process. There were draft picks outside of just the blazers. Uh, I do want to take a look at the NBA draft, both as uh, a form of building your team and just as a spectacle. How interested were you in getting yourself a pair of short suits like Trey young? Oh, I don't like that process process is stupid and you're an idiot. NBA draft next after the news. You know, it's a busy day in sports when uh, on the ESPN website, there's a couple posts. The first one that caught my attention because this is relevant news on this date, June 23rd, 1996. After WWE superstar Stone Cold Steve Austin defeats Jake the Snake Roberts to win the King of the Ring tournament, Austin gave the WWE Universe the infamous speech that put Austin 316 on the map. Oh, I remember that. Really? Yeah, on I, the ESPN. I, was, I
2: was tailgating with my buddies. Yeah
1: right there right there on the homepage. you don't even need to click away from the homepage to get that thank god now if you want to subscribe to the espn insiders Ooh. for a small nominal fee monthly nominal fee you can get your 2019 mock nba draft right now on espn
2: oh good because i know all of their names i That's have no what's... i have no clue i i i don't even know the top basketball player in college basketball right now for next year i have no clue I'll give you $10. It's in my wallet right now if you can just name one college basketball player that would be on that list.
1: That, oh, what's a kid from going to Duke?
2: Okay. Williamson. I think you're throwing a last name out. Zaire.
1: What's that kid's name?
2: Now, you it. can't use the internet. I know. Well, you're there. The $10 yeah. isn't yours. Well, but no, if that's right,
1: I said, I said, said the name. He's a big kid, he's a beast.
2: Th- he really attacks the rim. I think, I think Zaire, uh Let's see. Let's see. Here. I'll tell you what. He's a really good spot-up shooter. Yeah, yeah. In pick-and-roll situations, he's effective. Yeah. He has a lot of length.
1: Anyways, that'll be that'll be there.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I he's a blue-blood guy. Zion
1: Williamson. I was close. I, I was right. I had the last name right and the first letter of the first name. Zion Williamson. There you go. That's pretty close. That's pretty good. close, devin dude. Southern California kid. There was uh, tapes of him going against Lamelo Ball. Ooh, I
2: know. I remember watching him.
1: Is I'll LeBron James Jr. Play. in
2: college yet? No, not yet. Yeah, that's one we're waiting for. He's like thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's yeah. already. He's apparently actually really good. I remember I watched uh, a little bit of tape of him like a year ago when he was in prep. <sighs> he's good, man. Yeah, but I
1: caught tape of him too, and I looked at it. And I'm like, why am I watching a thirteen year old kid play basketball? Like, who cares?
2: I remember watching Wiggins when he was thirteen. And how good's he? He was really good. Not in the NBA anymore, though. I mean, but that was the same Wait, thing with like um, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Not in the NBA anymore. No, I said not very good in the NBA. Oh, anymore. yeah.
1: Well, th- but that's what I mean. How does yeah. how does 13 year old basketball translate to the NBA? It doesn't.
2: Well, sometimes it had like um, who's the other guy Jabari Parker? I yeah, remember Jabari be- Parker Jabari clips in high school. You were man. like, oh, my God, dude, this guy's the next mellow.
1: But this was a 2014 draft that was so hyped. And who's the great player from that draft?
2: 2014?
1: Yeah, everybody was supposed to be good. Let's look. But it was Andrew Wiggins. It was Jabari Parker at the top. Was that Okafer or was it Embiid? Might have been Embiid that went to the... Okafer.
2: All right, we got Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, Joel Embiid, who I guess at this point, well, I mean, you could make the case for Marcus Smart being the most successful.
1: Yeah, but he's not a,
2: he's not a transformational player. He's on the best team. Joel Embiid jury's out. I mean, after this year, you could say, yes, he's yeah, but the best player. It took him player. took him four years to play a
1: season, not to be an impact, player, but to play. And yes, he's an impact player. Once he finally got
2: on the court. Oh, I forgot about Alfred Payton. Yeah. There you go. Cause his hair is friggin' legendary.
1: There you go. But, but what I'm saying is those guys haven't lived up to the hype. And this is where you can really evaluate a draft. But I did want to talk about the draft from Thursday night and kind of get some of your thoughts on eh, again, the disclaimer exists for all draft talk. We don't know who made the best
2: moves, but what was the most interesting thing to you about uh, the draft? Obviously, Michael Carter-Williams doing uh, number 14, right? Michael Porter Jr.? Porter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oops.
1: You're on your A game today, Will Darkens. Uh, try to be. <laughs> Did you that really think also... that's the most interesting? Oh, yeah, uh, because it's a huge risk, right? Well, they're talking he may take a red shirt year in the NBA where he takes a year off. I mean, he right. played one game at Missouri or one half at Missouri or whatever it is before he got hurt. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, depending on what his health status is, what's really funny is hearing his comments about people's evaluation of his health. And he's like, dude, you've you don't even know what's going on right now. I haven't done any workouts or anything. How are you telling me how healthy I'm going to be in a year?
2: Well, actually his agent, uh, which Twitter was NBA. Twitter was awesome about this. His agent right before the draft brought out a second medical opinion, uh, to give to teams. Uh, and it, they made fun of the fact that it was pretty much like a car salesman yeah. saying like, Oh, hold on. Let me show you this before you decide if you want to buy this car or not. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I I can defend getting his name wrong because I'll throw out a name like Nick Stauskas, you remember him right? Sure, Michigan, right? Right. Yep. God, he's doing pretty well in the NBA, right? Well, again, you don't
1: you you the draft evaluation at this point I think is ridiculous. It's like it's like putting up the twenty nineteen draft. Yeah. But the thing about a 14 pick is I don't think there's as much risk. I think the craziest thing from the draft was the the Trey young Doncic trade. I mean, Atlanta goes out. They have the third overall pick, and they take Luka Doncic. You're like, okay, that seems like a good spot for him. Well, then after one pick in between, the Dallas uh, Mavericks take Trey Young and then trade the tw- their 2019 first-round pick. And Trey Young, or the rights to Trey Young, because you can't actually trade the player. You can only trade the rights to the player, to to Atlanta to get Doncic back. So the player they wanted the whole time was Trey Young, but they felt instead of using the third-round pick, they could leverage it. So you assume this is something they had worked out in advance, but for Luka Doncic to end up in Dallas with Dirk as a mentor, that seems like a perfect landing
2: spot for him. Now, why Dennis do you think- Smith- now, why do you think that Dirk would be a good mentor to Luka Dantic? Uh,
1: Because he's one of the greatest European players in the history of the NBA, and he's at a point in his career where he's not going to be much else. Hmm.
2: You don't think maybe it's just because they're both from a different country? No, I said that. That's the first part of it. That's what I find the most interesting about all this. Why? Because there's been no evidence so far to indicate that Dirk Nowitzki is a good mentor. Okay but now he is because there's a guy from another country coming in. How do we just How? assume that they're going to get along? <laughs> well, I, I mean, isn't that kind of funny though? I mean, this guy's been in the league for what? 15 plus years and yeah. never once has there been a moment where you hear a story about Dirk Nowitzki being a great mentor to someone.
1: You you have stories of him carrying his team to an NBA title sure. and you have Kobe Bryant did that. you have him with loyalty to his team. He yeah. not uh, not in the same fashion. I mean, the uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. That Mavericks team against the newly formed super team of the Miami Heat. I mean, oh, that's... but
2: that was a mix of kind of lightning in a bottle. It, given, I mean, Dirt Nowitzki had one of the greater finals performances of anybody. I think he had like a 97% free throw shooting. Percentage it was incredible. Maybe once. It was
1: incredible. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would assume that if you're going to go after a young European player, you've had a conversation with your superstar player. I'm just I'm just guessing you also have Dennis Smith Jr. on that team, which is he he was as good as anybody as far as rookies last year, as far as the impact that he made on his team. And they were a bad team. So he wasn't in the rookie of the year talk with Donovan Mitchell and and Ben Simmons. But he was he was great last year.
2: I'll give you this. I think it's another good part adding to a team that is kind of on that, um, you know, sunset time. You know, it's an end of an era. Once Dirk leaves, you know, you'll also have Wesley Matthews leave. And I mean, who knows if Rick Carl, Carlisle will be around there. I know that he's supposed to be considered an offensive genius, but it, you know, I I don't know how much more time you can give him to work with the roster that he has and still make that excuse. The free flow offense, man.
1: You know, the funny thing is about coaching changes. that always amazes me. It's like, look how bold the Warriors were getting rid of Mark Jackson when that team was ascending
2: yeah, it's an awesome move.
1: But we sit and stay pat with all of these guys constantly and it's interesting, but yeah, like guy like Rick Carlisle is either the right guy to bring that message in. Or even Popovich, maybe his time is the sun is set on him, but uh, you never know. Um, we'll get maybe a little bit more into the draft and a couple other thoughts on that in the second hour. but right now we got to get to good versus evil. That is next on the center in the saint. This is 1080 the Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened?
0: What has happened to the national interest?
1: No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan
2: of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan.
0: Puma is the new title wave, because here, here's the thing, like, and no shot to any other brands, because as a player, I wore all of them. As a consumer, I wore all of them,
2: <laughs> but for Puma, what they've done is they can continue to establish themselves as not only a performance brand, but a lifestyle. That was semi-conscious man with perma-confused face, Jalen Rose. He's talking about the return of German sportswear company Puma to the basketball apparel business. The secondary brand has already signed four draft picks to endorsement contracts, including DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley III. Puma even signed rapper Jay-Z as their new head of basketball operations. The company says a new shoe will be on court by fall. How do you expect Puma to fare in a landscape dominated by the likes of Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour?
1: Is it dominated by Under Armour? I don't. I don't
2: consider them dominant. Let's just say this: when you think of sports apparel, those three companies come up, and none other.
1: I don't know. I mean, I think of Puma. I think of. Uh, I think of Ricky Fowler. I mean, he stands out uh, there. I think he does a pretty good job. I know you don't watch any golf. But um, I think Puma's always been kind of there as a fringe brand. They do, obviously, well in soccer. Uh, to me, it's it's one of those as much a lifestyle brand because they have, uh, what, Rihanna, and they have a few other, like, celebrities that are assigned to the brand. Pump. I don't think Lil' Pump's on there, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. He's part of the Gucci Gang. No, he's on there. Yeah, he's part of the Gucci Gang. With Gucci. Um, Gucci. No, but- Gucci. <laughs> Why why not take a stab at it? I don't think you have anything really to lose. There's so much money into basketball, and I think there's probably a little bit of a, a taint on uh, on Adidas and Nike with all of the investigations going into college basketball and stuff. I think it's probably pretty good timing if you bring in somebody like Jay-Z, bring in somebody more iconic than that, I dare you.
0: Now, Dwight Howard would be quick to tell you why me, why am I the bad guy, etc., because that's his M.O. He said it when he was departing from Orlando. He said it when he was departing from L.A. He said it when he was departing from Houston. And nobody cares what happened to him in Atlanta or Charlotte in recent memory. But now that he's going to Brooklyn, these are the kind of things that's said about him.
2: That was everyone's disapproving uncle, Stephen A. Smith. He's talking about the big trade that happened this past week involving washed-up center and world's most annoying man, Dwight Howard. The eight-time NBA All-Star was traded to the Brooklyn Nets for Timothy (laughs) Mosgoff. Two second-round draft picks and some cash. The Nets and Howard are expected to finalize a buyout this next week, leaving the big man a free agent. Where do you see him being the most effective next season? Portland, Portland, Portland. Obviously Portland. If you get a a
1: free agent like this, oh, this would be such a big smash hit. Yeah, we'll
2: bring him off the bench. That's a good idea.
1: I don't know. Dwight Howard, the way he plays is so irrelevant to today's NBA. I mean, it's... It,
2: he, Dude, he averaged a double-double this year. I mean, and he, he's pretty good. For, for. I'm sorry, for what team? Uh, He was on the Magic, right? No, he was on Charlotte. And it's the same
1: thing. And what they do, yeah. I mean, <laughs> again, if you if you average a double-double in the forest and nobody's around to hear it, does it make a sound? Wow.
2: Right? That was intense.
1: Did you did you see any highlights of Dwight Howard this year where you go ah. I saw some this week. Yeah. He'll end up he'll end up playing for like a million dollars on the Warriors and he'll come off the bench and contribute uh JaVale McGee style.
2: Can you imagine him in swaggy tea together?
1: Doing cocaine and partying on TMZ.
2: How much coke does it take for that guy to party? It's pretty big. Oh, didn't he have that candy bar addiction too? All right. Yeah. He is so friggin' annoying. Sure. Ah, I hate it when that happens. It's the worst. That was file sound of Ichiro Suzuki this week. A rather novel idea came from the Seattle Mariners clubhouse that's piqued some interest in MLB fans. Ichiro in the Home Run Derby. It all started when M's manager Scott Service mentioned the idea during a Sirius XM radio show. Ichiro is not currently an active player, but does participate in batting practice every now and again. If he did participate in the Home Run Derby, would it be offensive to the game of baseball? No.
1: No. Listen, that's the
2: conversation right now.
1: What's that? That's the conversation. The home run derby is already a little bit of a sideshow. And oftentimes you'll have some of the best hitters in baseball bow out of it because they don't want to ruin their swing for the second half of the season. So there's no fear with it there. And each hero, I think, has done enough for the game that it makes it interesting. You know, it's not like bringing out. You know, uh, some guy that just hits home runs like a sideshow guy that doesn't play professional baseball, that doesn't have three thousand hits. It's not bringing in a guy. It's like, hey, we're gonna bring in Bobby from down the street. He can hit home runs like the Joe's versus Pros type thing.
2: Or like so, wheel out Pete Rose or something. <laughs>
1: I'd like see Pete Rose in it too. That wouldn't offend me either, except for he's got a lifetime ban from baseball.
2: So I don't think that goes as well. But what if what if they put a cap number on the amount of it, home runs he had to hit to get back into baseball?
1: If you could get former pros to come and do it as a different event. I'd watch it. So like a, like a side event you mean? Yeah. Why not? They do celebrity softball and all that garbage. I'd watch each People say each could uh, could go out there and hit 20 home runs in a row if he wanted to. And he didn't have that many in his career. So it'd be interesting to see.
2: All right. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from Russia, the motherland. Wonderful. A 32-year-old woman went to the doctor's office complaining of itchy moving lumps on her face. I'm sorry, what now? Itchy moving lumps on her face.
1: Sounds like you said itchy moving lumps on her face.
2: Medical officials were stumped as to the cause upon initial examination, but after a few tests and some x-rays, they discovered the lump was actually a parasitic worm moving under her skin. The doctors pulled the worm out and identified it as a dirophilaria, oddly close to diarrhea, a type of nematode that is transported to humans by mosquitoes. There's no other serious physical harm to the woman.
1: That is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. Dude, the pictures are worse. I'm not looking at those. I, I I had a physical reaction to you reading that. Yeah, the was worm was positive. moving around. Uh, uh, I understand what you're saying. You don't need to describe it anymore. Between the got, layer yeah, of her I've, got it. I've, I've got a very clear picture of what. And then they described. cut a hole and no, yanked you did, it out. Yep, you did a wonderful job of describing what it was crawling around inside the skin on her face.
2: Can I say this? The worm looked like a loogie.
1: God, this is this is yeah.
2: Bad. Congratulations.
1: You've been you've been off your game a little bit the last couple of weeks. Can
2: you and think of anything worse?
1: You've been off your game the last couple of weeks on your story of the week. This one is redemption.
2: Five five three zero five. What's worse than having a worm, worm moving around in your face? How long was it there? That I didn't have that. How attention. long was it there before she went to the
1: doctor?
2: I mean, how just uh. fra- I think if I saw it moving around in my face, I would have to do self-surgery and just cut it out. Do it myself. I wouldn't uh, even go to a doctor. I'd just I shoot it
1: with them. a gun right through my face. I wouldn't even care. What the?
2: Like that's. I didn't know Luke was depressed. Uh, he wasn't. There was a worm uh, in his face. Growing in
1: his. Uh, uh, just makes me think of Alien and the whole thing. Yeah, it gives me the heebies, the jeebies, and all other kinds of creepy feelings. I think what's uh, even worse
2: about the story is the fact that it was transported by a mosquito. I know. That's kind of weird
1: Yeah, and this is the first time we've ever heard of it First of all, having a mosquito bite your face Or did it climb up from the other the other parts of her body
2: So basically, this story was reported by a Russian doctor uh, To the New England uh, Journal of Medicine And American doctors have said that this happens But it's usually to animals like, of course, because, you know, mosquitoes are flying around all the time, kind of biting whatever. Yeah, and there that, needs to
1: be a retraction yeah. on this story. There, next week, come back and apologize that this is a fake story and that you were duped and you duped me. I'll send you the idiots. link.
2: We should get her on, no, I, the Russian woman.
1: Maybe we pass on that.
2: All right, let's move on from this. Are you hungover or tired? I can't decide. Neither. Both. They go hand in hand. <laughs> could
1: be, could be one. Could you just be neither. sound could tired be... or hungover. <laughs> could be both. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just disgusted by this story. I've been, I think I've been fine for this show. I don't know. Do I sound five five three zero five? Do I sound drunk or hungover or both? Uh, this has been Good versus Evil, brought to you by our friends at eight zero eight, the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, twenty four fifty four East Burnside or fifty second and Woodstock. You do have something
2: moving on your head. my. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying
1: an itchy moving feeling in your face. Yeah. That grosses me out. Uh, Reasons you should care about the World Cup from two guys that don't care about the World Cup. Next! Center and Saint, 1080 the fan.
0: Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why?